Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and you are listening to episode 60 of Live Free Creative. This episode is titled Encouragement Matters, and I have a special guest here with me today. My husband, the one and only Dave Anderson, is on the other side of the mic, and I'm so excited to invite him on this show. It's been a while since you've been on, right? It has been a while, yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm always happy to have you. We celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary this past week. And as part of the celebration, I thought it would be fun for us to sit down and share both a little story that stems from our wedding day and also the effects of the idea of encouragement in our marriage and in our life. Now, whether or not you're married doesn't matter because I think that the idea of encouragement and what a powerful tool it is in relationships will help you no matter what your relationship status is. You can use it with friends, you can use it with parents or children, you can use it with partners. It's so important and I think we sometimes forget how important it is and what the different ways that we can be encouraging are within our relationship. So we're excited. Dave and I both came up with three specific ways that we can be encouraging. And because I have my special guest husband here today, we're going to forego our segment so that we can jump right into the topic of today's show, which is encouragement. So Actually, the segment is going to not be a real segment. It's going to be a story. Dave and I had a really interesting wedding ceremony. We were married in the Salt Lake City Temple, which is one of the temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's a beautiful building, hundreds of years old, right in the middle of downtown Salt Lake. In fact, the entire city layout was formed around Temple Square. That is ground zero for Salt Lake City. And then the entire city is based on, like the streets are numbered accordingly from how far they are from that city center where the temple is. Our ceremony itself was officiated by uh, this great man who had been Dave's mission president years before. Do you remember his name? Yes, it was Elder Orton. Elder Orton. So he had known Dave as a 19, 20, and 21-year-old in Romania and then was living in Salt Lake, and we asked if he would be so kind as to come officiate our ceremony. And the actual wedding ceremony is very specific within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
But usually the officiator gives some advice or tells a little story or, you know, kind of embellishes a little bit or else the ceremony would be quite simple. Um, within the temple, we don't do uh, like, what are those called when people... Vows. vows yeah. yeah, you don't necessarily like to do your own vows, um, but the officiator often will give some sort of advice. So it can be a really, depending on what the officiator says, it can be a really interesting or unusual or traditional ceremony. And I would say ours skewed a little bit interesting and unusual. What do you think? Yeah, I was definitely um, interested in this story that he told, uh, but I was not expecting a story like this. Yeah, So, so let me tell you this story. I don't remember if it was right before or right after our actual ceremony of like saying I do and and being officially married, but the elder Orton stood up and said, I want to tell you a story. And he actually had printed it and gave it to us. And I probably have it tucked away in a scrapbook somewhere. He said, there once was a group of frogs. (laughs) And at this point, we're all like, like, what is he talking about? What is happening? We're getting married. I don't want to talk about frogs. There once was a group of frogs and they were out in a forest hopping around as frogs will. And one of the frogs hopped down into a a hole. It unexpectedly hopped into a hole and it was really far down in this hole and it was absolutely seemed impossible that this frog was going to get out. And so all of the other frogs stood around the top and they see this frog down in the hole and they start yelling to the frog saying things like, Don't waste your energy. It's not worth it. You're never going to get out of there. The hole is too deep. You should just lay down and enjoy your last few minutes on earth. (laughs) Right. They were jumping up and down, waving their arms and screaming at the frog. Yeah. Telling him, don't don't worry. It's not worth it. You shouldn't, you know, they were kind of telling him avidly, stop trying. You're just wasting your energy. This is useless. And you're not going to make it out. And the more they yelled and the more they waved their arms and the more they jumped up and down, the higher this frog jumped. He was listening to them, or it seemed that he was listening and he was just being uh, lit on fire by the things they were saying. And the more they yelled at him to stop, it's not worth it, the more he just exerted himself and used all of his effort and he dug so deep down to a place that he didn't even know existed. And he did this one final hop higher than any frog had ever hopped. (laughs) And he hopped all the way out of the hole and landed next to his friends on the side of of the path. And they all are astonished, absolutely like jaws on the ground, thinking, what happened? How did that happen? And one of the frogs said, why did you keep jumping? We were telling you that it was impossible. And we were telling you that we wanted you to save your energy. Why did you keep jumping? And the frog said, what? And they said, we told you to stop. Why did you keep jumping? And he said, huh? I don't hear you. I'm deaf. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out that the frog in the hole could not hear what the frogs at the top were telling him. And by the way that they were yelling and jumping up and down and moving around their arms, he thought that they were encouraging him to jump higher and higher and higher. And because of their encouragement he was able to dig deeper than he ever had before and jump all the way out of the hole to save himself and live happily ever after. Have you ever heard that story before? I had not heard it before. And while I thought it was a little bit odd for my wedding ceremony, (laughs) 
It's something that Dave and I have talked about and come back to over and over again over the 13 years of our marriage because it shows the simple power of encouragement. What it means to let someone know that not only are they doing a good job, but if they continue doing a good job, that they may be able to change their lives, that they may be able to do more than you ever imagined possible. So today, in celebration of our marriage and the ups and downs that have come along with it, Dave and I each thought of three ways that we can be encouraging to each other, both things that we do right now and things that we want to work on. One of the reasons that I thought it was really important for us to think about the ways that we can be encouraging rather than the ways that we want to be encouraged by someone else are that I think that we often, our our mind automatically goes there. When someone talks about encouragement, we think to ourselves, gosh, wouldn't it be nice if someone was cheering me on like that? And we can think of all the ways that the different relationships in our lives could support us and our dreams better. And so I think that it's really powerful because what is within our control is the, the amount and type of encouragement that we offer. It's definitely not within our control what types and amounts of encouragement are offered to us by other people because we're not in control of what anyone else does or says or thinks or acts. We get to choose how and when and in what ways we encourage those around us. And so that's what Dave and I have done. We haven't talked about the notes that we made. And so I'm interested to see what Dave's are and if we overlap at all or what what we have to go on. But we want to share six specific ways that you can be encouraging in your relationships in today's show. So I'm going to let Dave kick it off with his first one. All right. Well, um, so I think that one way that I can be encouraging it's kind of a more of a mindset. It's to believe that the other person can do can accomplish anything. Just having that belief deep within your heart that whatever that person wants to accomplish, they can do it. And all of the encouragement and all of the um, active encourage all of the active encouragement coming comes from that feeling that it kind of sets your mind on the person that says this person can can do whatever they put their mind to and I just need to be uh, a help and a support for that um, I think like one example would be for example when you started to this podcast it was kind of an I something that you had thought about doing we kind of mentioned it a little bit and I believed deep down in my heart that this was something that you could accomplish and it's something that would be fun for you to do something that you would be very good at and so I just looked for opportunities to um, support you in that And that just came from my belief that you could accomplish it. I love that. It's so important because that's kind of, mindset is where everything starts, right? Right. Because I think that we can be falsely encouraging and maybe people see right through that. When we say, oh, you're doing a great job or keep going and we're kind of thinking, uh, they're never going to do it. Right. You see the side glance or you see like the twitch that says maybe they don't really believe it. Yeah. And I wonder if we do this with our kids sometimes. I know we do a little bit sometimes and we're like, oh, they're not very good at soccer, but go out there and play like good job, you know, but I've been amazed even just specifically with soccer this year. We've spent however many years putting Milo in soccer and having him not do a good job. And then this year, all of a sudden, it's like he decided that he wants to do it and he likes it. And it's it's easier to be encouraging when there is proof that the the impossible is possible right 
But this, what you're talking about, mindset goes before that, that you almost create the ability for someone to believe in themselves by the way that you believe in them. That's right. That's really powerful. I love it. Okay, awesome. Good one to start with. Okay, my first one is this. Say yes and to the ideas. The background to this is a little bit out of improv, that in improv comedy, you're, you're in a partnership. And I mean, I'm not an improv comedian, but I've just heard about this and learned about it a little bit, that you're in a relationship with the person that you're doing improv with. And the cardinal rule of improv is to never start with no. You always lead with yes, and then you adjust after that. You allow the other person to bring to the table whatever they, they will, and you accept it, and then you're able to move beyond it. And we kind of have a running joke in our marriage. I know when I said that, you kind of gave a little smirk. <laughs> <laughs> because... I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm throwing myself under the bus here because I am an idea person. I am always coming up with ideas. I'm always running them past you and sometimes even starting on them before I run them past you. And you have always been my yes man. And you're so, so naturally good at this. And I have not traditionally been naturally good at it. There have been lots of times in our marriage when you've come up with a great idea that as soon as you propose it, because it's different than what I was thinking – I just say, oh, I don't think that's going to work. and Or I just, you know, kind of brush it aside or like, oh, I already had plans for that. Rather than what an encouraging response is, is saying, yes, tell me more. I'd love to hear about it. Let's let's work together on this and having it be that true partnership where you accept what's coming. And that doesn't mean that it has to be that way forever or that it's going to be set in stone. That just means that you're open to the other person's ideas and possibilities and many times in our marriage your ideas have um, deepened and and like enriched so much like I start somewhere and then you bring ideas and um, opinions that just enrich and develop and then we kind of are able to snowball into something that is better than either of us had, had dreamed of but without that initial yes you close off any opportunity for possibilities to emerge So my first tip for being encouraging is to consider yourself in an improv act with your partner and to lead with yes. Even if in your head you're thinking, I don't know how that's going to work, allow yourself to lead with yes and be open to the possibility that it could so that you don't automatically burn bridges and shut down great ideas. That's a great thought. I mean, that's kind of the idea that basically underlies a lot of what I believe is the essence of encouragement. Is that, you know, like help, helping the other person feel like they can accomplish whatever it is that they, they want to accomplish. Um, my second tip for being encouraging is to provide any and all resources without any expectation of return of investment. Like that's the, there's nothing more freeing than to have somebody to support you, whether you're going to succeed or not. Um, I think a lot about when we decided or when you decided to publish your your book by yourself and that is a considerable investment financially and um, we were in the middle of renovating our house uh, and also fixing our house with uh, from the flood and it's just but this was an important thing for for you to accomplish and 
um, I guess we maneuvered some things around so that we could make sure that this book got published. And um, I, I made sure to, to let you know that there's no expectation on the return on this book. The most important thing is that this book gets published. People get to read it. People get to see it. Um, but there is no expectation that this is going to be a big moneymaker, that this is going to earn back what we spent and more, but it's just that it needs to happen. I'm tearing up over here because <laughs> that is because you're so good at this. And it's so true. Providing resources when you have them without the expectation of return like that. That takes away the fear. It takes away the um, the stress. It takes away feeling like you have to prove yourself. I've had lots of people ask about that. Like, gosh, what does Dave think about you de- deciding to write a book and invest in it? And and it affects, you know, it affects our family. Not only because I took time off of my regular job that was a money-making job to write the book, but then also that I invested a ton of money into the book and to not have you waiting around for everything to shake out to even and, and beyond, but to know that even if this was the amount that we paid for me to create this incredible project, this work that could go forth and that the right people could receive it, that that was enough, that it may be just that, an investment without a return. I'm going to wipe my nose on my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> You've been good at this for our whole life. I remember when I, I hosted my first workshop and no one bought tickets. And so I gave the tickets to all of my friends. And so it cost me like, I mean, the investment wasn't huge. This is minuscule compared to what we're talking about with the book. But, you know, it was like four or $500 that I had rented a space. I was paying for food. I had bought all the materials for the workshop and then I gave it all away because I needed people to come and sit in the seats. And I, I remember being so sad and frustrated that no one had bought tickets and saying, gosh, you know, it's not even worth it because I'm paying, look, I'm paying. I'm not even making money. I'm paying for this workshop. And you said, no, it's like, it's okay. We're going to like, if this is what you want to do, then we can pay for it. Like this is, um, this is what you do when you love something. You pay to do it. You pay to make it happen. When you have a dream, you might have to pay for it for a while, and that's okay. And um, I think that's an incredible mention for people who are in the position to offer resources to people around them. Maybe it's not only financial resources, but are you able to offer time? Are you able to offer um, encouragement and shout-outs? And um, are you able to buy the products that your friends sell? Are you able to offer resources without the expectation that they'll be returned to you or that it has to be a trade. Can you just be kind for the sake of being kind? It's um, it's an incredible question for us to each ask ourselves. In what ways can we be more like that? Um, it also leads well into my next one, which it, my number two tip is to hold space for the other person to do what they love. And... It's a similar thing. You were talking maybe more specifically about about finances and providing that resource. And I, what came to mind immediately for me was the resource of time to create space for the other person to do the things that they love. And 
not always expect them to be come back and 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 continue giving and giving and giving all the time. So one example of this might be that even though even though a wife and mom might spend a lot of time at home with the kids, if the husband, you are my husband, if you want yes. to go exercise after work and that means that you don't get home until 6.30 and instead of 5.30, and even though I'm tired and even though I want you to come home, I want you to be home all the time. I actually wish you didn't have a job and you could just <laughs> hang out with me all day. <laughs> um that that's holding space. If you want to go exercise and that's the time that works for you, then the way that I encourage that is by holding space for you to do that. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's after work. Maybe it's on a Saturday afternoon. I think of all the wives in the world. Luckily, I'm not one of them, but all the wives in the world who spend four hours every Saturday alone because their husband is out golfing. And that's just something that he loves to do. And that's the space that she creates for him. And you might like think that's ridiculous and maybe... That's a, a dumb thing for a wife to do, to hold space for a husband to go golfing. But I see that as incredible encouragement to recognize that other that the other person in the relationship has needs as well and that you can generously hold space for them to do the things they love, pursue the hobbies that they have. And, it, you know, it all kind of wraps up into being the same thing over and over again, just different ways of manifesting it. But just recognizing that... Uh, that you want to be supportive and of the things that your partner or friend or or mom or or child wants to do and this is one way that you can be encouraging and i think you mentioned that as a hypothetical like if the wife holds space for the husband to go to the gym like as some sort of a hypothetical but that's actually really something that has helped me a lot in the last year as trying as i'm trying to kind of get back into shape or get into into shape and you've been very very helpful and encouraging me to keep my routine and to make sure that i don't i don't um fall back so yeah. that's been a very good way for you to be encouraging to me i'm glad i think it's there was like a mindset shift at one point when i realized like this not only should matter to him but this should matter to me too especially something as serious as as your health or your hobbies or the things that you love like um it shouldn't ever I shouldn't ever feel like it's taking away from me for you to go spend your time doing those things like the least I can do is hold down the fort while you go spend time doing some of the things that matter a lot to you and that matter for your health and that matter for your well-being. And then you come back just as you do for me when I travel around the country teaching workshops or speaking at events and, you know, you're home for five days with the kids holding space for me to do the things that I love. It's I come home from those things a better person and a better mom and a better wife just as you come home from spending time doing the things that you love, a better husband and a more engaged person. And so it actually is like a double benefit because you benefit from from doing it and being there and I benefit from you doing it and being there. So it, it can become really easy though, I think in a relationship, especially one as, as old as ours, you know, 13 years is not like nothing. It's kind of yeah. a long time. Um, it can be really easy to have small resentments or is resentment the right word? Yeah. Where some little thing, something that started little can sort of, 
become a festering problem that every time your husband goes golfing or every time your husband goes to the gym or your wife goes out of town with her friends or goes and gets her nails done in the middle of the day on a on a Saturday morning that you think gosh there he or she goes again you know thinking only of him or herself and rather than recognizing that this is an opportunity for you to show encouragement and support and to hold space for them to become the person that they are going to become and have that be enriching in a relationship because it benefits our relationship when I say, hey, did you get your workout in today? When is it going to work for you? You know, does after work work fine or do you want to do it during lunch? You know, like when I'm working with you on your goals, it's better for our relationship as a whole. Like our whole, everything, everything is better rather than when we're trying to nitpick around the specific things that, you know, we have to make sure that, you know, everyone's, everyone's score is equal or something. I don't know at what point in a relationship partners start being on opposite teams rather than on the same team. And so I think that what Dave shared about his number two, about making sure that the res- that you provide resources, whatever available resources you have can go to support the person that you are encouraging in their dreams. And my second point about the that resource, including your time and your um, energy that um, as you exchange those things with love and intention, you remain on the same team and you remain even in your individual pursu- pursuits, recognizing that your individual pursuits benefit the whole. Right, exactly. And on to my third tip. I believe, and of course, it's important when you're encouraging somebody to hold that person accountable. Like you were saying, did you get your workout in? How can I help you? What are some things that that I can do to, to make it easier for you? On the other hand, I think it's very important when you're encouraging someone to help them understand that they have the absolute freedom to change course or to make adjustments and say, you know what, this isn't for me. I need to try a different, a different tack or a totally different area of my life I want to work on. I think this goes back to a little bit what I was saying in the tip two that you don't expect any return of investment. Um, just saying that I trust you to know what's best for you and I'm going to help you achieve that whatever it is. If it's something different tomorrow, I'm going to give you the same full 100% support on that new thing tomorrow because I believe that you know what's best for you better than I know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. That's such a good like one-liner rule to live by that I believe that you know what's best for you. Like how often do we think that in our lives? Because I think that we spend a lot of time thinking that we know what's best for everyone. Right. <laughs> at least at least I do. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that I know what's best for everyone else? When we believe that that you know what's best for you, then all of our actions align with that idea and we're able to be unilaterally encouraging and supportive, which this whole episode is about encouragement, right? Encouragement without the expectation of a return, of return encouragement, of some sort of expected outcome. If you allow someone to, sh- to change and, and to become who they want to be, even if it changes from day to day, then that's just like uh, unconditional encouragement. 
there's right. something really cool about that idea. I love it. Okay, my third and final tip for the day is to say thank you for every single thing, even if it's something that you expect and that is a little thing that you would be angry if it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Still say thank you because I believe that we aren't owed anything by our partner regardless of what society would tell us or what people, you know, might say, you don't enter into a partnership or a relationship because you expect that other person to fulfill you or to take care of you or to um, to, to even support you. Those are things that we are responsible for ourselves. Does it help us and benefit us if the other person is supportive and encouraging and helpful? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we can't go into relationships expecting that that's where we will find all of those things that we need. We have to know and be able to find some of those things for ourselves in our own hearts. So in the spirit of that, every single thing that someone else offers to us is a gift. The time they spend with us, the reading to the kids with us, the doing the dishes for and with us, the planning and going out to lunch and uh, taking the dog on a walk and all of the things that happen in a mutual relationship, especially in a partnership like marriage where you usually have some sort of household to maintain. If you have kids, there's a whole, you know, like a whole laundry list of things that go on in terms of like raising and um, and managing the responsibilities that come with, with raising children. But that doesn't mean that just because something is expected doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve gratitude. And just because you hope that all of these things would go without saying doesn't mean that they have to go without saying. I believe that gratitude can be a transformative part of our individual lives and it is absolutely a transformative in a relationship. As we feel grateful for things that people do and express that to them, our love for them only grows and our ability to encourage only grows. And how encouraging is it when you're on the receiving end of that gratitude to want to be better, to better, to improve and to kind of in a way earn that gratitude and become a better person? Totally. This is one of the things that I wrote down, just like a quick note. I wrote down, we want to do better when we think we are doing well. Exactly. Like people want to do things they're good at. And so if no one ever tells me thank you for making dinner and, you know, my kids like leave all their food in their plates and my husband like eats and then goes and watches football and no one ever responds to the idea that like the dinner that I made was actually great. How am I supposed to want to maintain the motivation to continue to cook? But if someone says, wow, that was a great meal. What did you put in it? Wow, that was delicious. Thank you for cooking dinner for us. Thank you for for doing that. I think, gosh, I want to keep doing that. I mean, maybe not all the time, if we're being totally honest. But (laughs) we've told our kids the only acceptable thing to say when someone gives you food is thank you. If you don't like it, that's fine. Don't eat it. But it is not acceptable to complain about it or to like nitpick about it. And part of the reason is just for my own sanity that when I'm – when I make a meal, even if it's mac and cheese, the only thing that I want to hear is thank you so that I can um, have the motivation to make another meal the next day. And I think that this goes for so many things. I think for 
if you are in a situation where you feel frustrated that your partner isn't doing more of the things that you think he or she should do, like if you're holding them to this um, this unspoken standard of I expect things of you that you're not doing, what I suggest with this number three is that you start paying very close attention to every single thing they do that you appreciate and expressing that appreciation. Saying thank you, even if it's just holding open the door, even if it's just bringing the mail in, even if it's just taking the garbage out once every couple weeks, every single time they do it, say thank you. Because unknowingly, though, and again, we have to go back to Dave's tip about not doing things with an expectation of return. You don't, you don't say thank you because you hope that that thank you will have them do it more. You say thank you because that reminds you that they're doing something for you and you get to feel grateful for it. And that will only grow your love for the other person. And it may actually also, as a byproduct, not the not the reason you say thank you, but as a byproduct, it may actually encourage them to do more and more within the relationship because they feel appreciated and they feel seen. Dave agrees. He's nodding his head. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear it, but I'm nodding. Okay, so... Let's go through just really quickly and say our tips. So you say your first, I'll say mine, we'll go back and forth and just do a quick recap of our tips. And then Dave and I are each going to share one situation in our lives where we have felt encouraged and then we'll close it out. So go ahead with your first tip. Tip number one, believe the other person can accomplish anything. My tip number one is always lead with yes. Say yes and. My tip number two is Provide any and all resources without expectation of return on investment. That's such a good one. I love it. My tip number two is to hold space for the other person to be able to accomplish the things that they're hoping for in their life. My tip number three is give absolute freedom to the other person to change course or make adjustments. My tip number three is to always say thank you, even for things that are expected. Okay, we hope that you have loved those tips. They're all going to be in the show notes, so you can head to livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for episode 60, and if you want to, maybe I'll throw together a quick printable, and you can actually just go to the show notes, print out a printable so you could share this with your kids, with your spouse, um, encourage your spouse to listen with you, and you guys could discuss, or a sister or your parents, how you can be more encouraging in your relationships, starting from yourself, not from what you hope the other person will do, but starting from yourself. And so just to close out today, we thought that for a little feel-good moment, we would each share one time in our relationship that we have felt especially encouraged or supported by the other person. So Dave, do you want to start us off? Sure. We alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I set a goal. I'm 39 now, and I set a goal to be fit by 40. There's a little alliteration there for you all. <laughs> Dave's a poet. <laughs> um, and it's included a lot of time at the gym um, and just spending a lot of time, you know, working out where I could be home, helping around the house. And I've just been so helpful in not only allowing me, giving me the space that I need to do that, but also being um, supportive and encouraging and you keep me on task. You follow up, you take my goals seriously and it's just been very, very helpful in those days that I don't think that I really want to to go to the gym. I don't want to work out. It'd be easier if I just stayed home and slept in. I know that you are aware of what's going on. I know that you're taking it seriously and that I should take it seriously too. 
I'm so glad that it's working out. You're doing awesome. <laughs> Dave recently put up a pull-up bar in our shed. And so now all of us get to do pull-ups whenever we go out to the back. I've done them a couple times. Yeah, you're pretty good. I'm, I'm getting better. And of course, we already alluded to mine too. I have two. The first thing that came to mind when I thought, when is a time that I felt really encouraged by Dave? And I'm going to cry. But <laughs> um, I think one of the most powerful moments, and a lot of listeners will probably relate if you've had children, one of the most powerful times of my life was when I was pregnant and expecting babies and then especially during labor and delivery and with my first baby I was so um tired and sick and Dave we didn't have any other kids and so it was easy it was easier to be tired and sick but um I was very particular about the things I would and could eat and would and could not eat and I needed to take a bath every single night and there's a couple specific circumstances I can think of one when our water pipes froze and our water heater didn't work and um, Dave came home from school, long day at law school, and he filled up the bathtub using our tea kettle. (laughs) It was like, took 30 trips of like filling it to boiling and then pouring it in and then filling it to boiling and then um, putting it in so that it would, by the time it was actually full, it was still warm enough to enjoy a hot bath. Um, Such a selfless um, showing of... uh, love and support and encouragement during a time that was really you know could be really tricky um and also when we when I was in labor for Milo for that first baby I was in labor for 15 hours and I decided to have an unmedicated birth and you can listen to my whole birth stories for all three kids at the birth hour I'll link that in the show notes if you want to listen to if you're into that um but I remember sitting in the hospital and Dave held my hand the whole time and would count on his watch, I would squeeze his hand when we when I had a contraction. And he would count on his watch 30 seconds because that's what the Bradley instructor had told us. After 30 seconds, it won't get any harder. It may last, but it actually won't increase in in difficulty. And so he would he would squeeze my hand and say, "It's not going to get any worse." And just sitting next to me, holding my hand through one of the hardest and also most empowering experiences of my life showed me what true encouragement looks like. Just like the selfless ability to give and to be with and to hope for and to love um, is so powerful. Uh, That was the first thing I thought of. (laughs) That was a while ago. Um, But those same characteristics Dave has exhibited throughout our life and the most recent example like he mentioned, it was when I decided to stop working, essentially, in the way that I had for the last five years in order to create space for myself to write my book. And um, for a lot of people, that would have been difficult, like income that we count on in some ways and um, and what was known and then beyond beyond saying I'm not going to work for a while because I'm going to write the book, which I mean, I guess is working kind of, um, but just a whole different way. And then saying, oh, and by the way, we're going to invest a lot of money into making this happen and bringing it to, to fruition. And without blinking and without batting an eye and without saying, is this really going to be worth it? Could you be spending your time in a different way? Why don't you look at the things in your business that have worked well up till now? Why don't we stick with what we already know works well? Why don't we, you know, um, not not one time did Dave suggest that my decision to write a book and to publish it 
was not going to work. Like you said um, in his first tip to just really believe that anything that that the, the other person believes is possible, he is an embodiment of that because he sees that what I want is possible and supports me in all of the ways to create it. So um, we hope that this show has been encouraging for you. Not only uh, as you've been able to listen to our stories and our examples, but also that you can look back at your own life or look into your current life and see ways that resonate with you that you can offer more encouragement that you can stand at the top of the hill or the top of the hole and whatever whatever of your friends or partners or, or spouse or whoever it is that's down in that hole, that rather than being the frog at the top that's saying, why even try? It's not worth your effort. Um, you're not going to make it. That you can be the frog offering all of your love, your support, creating space and believing in that person in a tangible way way offering resources offering help and more than anything just believing that what they believe is possible is possible and believing that even things that they don't yet see are possible are possible and creating space for them to to bring them to pass this whole thing um this whole uh episode that we've been talking about this i keep thinking to myself that this applies not only to other people, but it can apply just as much to yourself, like providing yourself the encouragement that you need to get the th- get things done. It's like you can be believe in yourself. You can make space for yourself. You can give yourself the time and support that you need, and you can um, say yes to yourself. I love that. And without expectation, I feel like the the biggest like learning moment for me has been when you said that you don't have to expect anything in return. Like you can give encouragement and resources and time and love freely without expecting a return on them. That is what true encouragement looks like. And that is what we all can give. And like Dave was just saying, that's that's also something that we can give to ourselves. It's something that we deserve. So if you're not finding that encouragement for someone else, from someone else, make sure that you're giving it to yourself at the very least. And as you do that, you'll be filled up in a way that enables you to turn around and be encouraging and supportive of all of the people around you as well. I want to tell Dave thank you so much for taking his lunch hour and sitting with me today in our attic bedroom, recently renovated. It feels good up here, doesn't it? You've done a great job with it. It's It's a beautiful beautiful spot. We're chilling. um, And uh, I'm so grateful that he was able to come on the show and share some of his wisdom and ideas with you today. And I want to tell you, listeners, thank you so much for being here. This is episode 60. I know a lot of you have been with me from the beginning, and some of you are new to the show. I encourage you to subscribe and to leave a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. If you are new to the show and you haven't heard of the Patreon, there's an availability for you to join at one of three different membership levels, and you can support the show and get a bonus episode every month with a free printable so that you can apply the concepts that you're learning at Live Free Creative into your own life. And lastly, we talked a lot about my book. Do you have a copy yet? (laughs) If you don't have a copy yet of More Than Enough, I encourage you to check it out. You should read some of the 85 reviews that are on Amazon of people saying the way that the book has changed their perspective and has actually started to help them change their own lives. I believe 
that taking time off to put all of my thoughts into paper and to make it available to you was not a waste of time. That it can really make a difference in the way that you think about the life that you lead right now and help you to take the steps towards believing that the life that you have is already more than enough. If that sounds like a message that you need, you're tired of running the race a little bit and you are ready to focus back on what matters most, I encourage you to check out More Than Enough. It's available on Amazon. I'll link it in the show notes. It's also available on Audible if you like listening. And I am the narrator, so you'll get to listen to more of this beautiful voice. It's also available in a Kindle format if you'd like to do an e-reader instead. Thank you so much again for being here. I hope that you have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you again next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.